Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. One note from the minor leagues and from the system here, uh, DJ Hurst had an awesome start in the Arizona Fall League. I don't know how much of the AFL you've been tracking, but Hurst is the guy that they got in the deal from the Chicago Cubs for Jamer Candelario came over, and he was actually awesome in the second half of the season in the Nat system. Big issue with him is walks, and there's some thought that because he walks so many guys, he's going to end up being a reliever. But I'm going to tell you, nobody can hit this guy. He's the number 16 prospect in their system. I think he's better than that. He's undervalued. But he struck out nine in a fall league start uh, this past week. Uh, if you look at you know how he performed when he got here, it's hard not to be really excited about his potential going into the next year because it's not like he's doing this you know, in low A ball or something like that. He was pitching at double A as a 22-year-old. This is a guy who's going to be at big league camp battling for a spot, have a shot to pitch in the big leagues next season pretty early. He finished the season with a 3-4 ERA and 22 starts and 133 strikeouts in 94 innings with only 67 hits, a 196 average against. Like, the Nats haven't had pitching prospects who put up numbers like that in several years. Uh, his whip of 1.3 is revealing when his average against is sub-200 because it shows you about those walks. 57 of them in 94 innings. So it's, you know, it's over four and a half walks per nine. Quick math. But this is a guy who's had a sub 200 batting average against three straight years. In fact, his career, think about this, Toby. This is crazy. His career minor league batting average against is 178. Wow. Like under 230 is dominant, right? Like you're in the 220s. You're like, oh, you're really good. Under, under 215, you're, you're Cy Young caliber major league starter. In the minor leagues, his career batting average against is 178. Nobody can hit him. The stuff is electric. And the question is, can he throw enough strikes and keep the ball over the plate? He's going to turn 23 years old this off season, this winter. Um, but man, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm really excited about him. I think he, you know, when it's good, it's really, really good. He's got this crossfire delivery. Uh, it's really deceptive, you know, kind of a whippy action. He's got like a long, uh, I don't know how you would describe it, but, it's a quirky delivery and release and the Cubs put in plenty of work with him and they get a lot of credit, but I thought he, he did some really good things when he came over to the Nats last season, eight starts, 35 innings, 53 strikeouts. He did walk 20 in that time, but man, was he good. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see him in person, whenever that may be, whether he comes into town and we check him out in the minors or he ends up getting called up to the big league club because I forget who we were talking to. It might have been Kyle Glazer when the trade was made. And basically, he brought up the funky delivery and that being part of the reason that he's so successful. Because if you look at the numbers on his stuff, like he's not blowing 98 pass guys. He's throwing usually mid-90s, maybe even low 90s and still blowing fastballs by guys. And guys can't hit him. And it's basically due to his funky delivery. Now, the funky delivery also leads to the walks. So it's one of those things, live by the sword, die by the sword, right? I mean, it's kind of tough for him to fix things when that's also the reason he's so successful. But yeah, I mean, he's been fantastic since he's come to the Nationals. I mean, 
the fact that they were able to get this kind of a prospect back, at least what we've seen so far for Jammer Candelario on a rental was spectacular work by Mike Rizzo. So I'm interested to see what he can become. You know, maybe he just ends up in the bullpen because of those walks. But either way, it seems like he's just someone that for whatever reason with the delivery, maybe, you know, his release point, whatever the case may be, people can't pick him up. And the nice part is he's a lefty. So, you know, if nothing else, he can come in and be maybe a bit of a lefty specialist out of the bullpen. I'm excited to see what this guy can become. I mean, you think about trading Jamer Candelario, you think you're going to get a couple throwaway prospects, you know, just guys to fill out the system. But DJ Hers might really help out this team. Yeah, there's no doubt. And he's now right there at the top of the leaderboard and strikeouts in the AFL with a guy named Ricky Tiedemann, who is a uh, prospect in the Blue Jay system and one of the best pitchers in the minor leagues, former third round pick, who this past year struck out 82 and 44 innings in Toronto's system, has pitched in a futures game. I've seen him live. He's got like a tatted up arm sleeve on his left throwing arm. He's he's a uh, looks like a character out of a movie, pretty much. He's one of the better pitching prospects in baseball, and him and hers are kind of battling for the strikeout title in the AFL last time I had checked. Um, otherwise, for the Nationals in the Arizona Fall League, uh, to quote Jason Bateman in the movie Air, I do not love it. Uh, it hasn't been great. Trey Lipscomb's run out of gas, it seems like. He struggled a bit at the plate, and you know, if we were hoping for the carryover in production from the end of the season from Robert Hassel, we haven't quite gotten that. So I don't know that you know there's a whole lot that you like to worry about per se. But uh, Hassel, not terrible, two seventy average, six eighty five OPS with a home run and fifty two at bats, fourteen hits. Lipscomb, who had a really good year in the minors, nine for fifty two, a one seventy three average with a 365 OPS. And uh, he, he struck out 15 times in about 50 at-bats. Hassel struck out 17 times in about 50 at-bats. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about Lipscomb. He had a fantastic year. It is concerning with Robert Hassel. You know, he started out decent in the Arizona Fall League, obviously finished the year well, but ends up being that it wasn't the best stint for him. So it just worries you because this is a guy that, he was going to be a contact hitter and play solid defense. It's, he was never going to wow you with how fast he was on the base pass necessarily. He was never going to wow you with the power at the plate. He was going to be a solid contact hitter. So for him to not be hitting, you know, 280, it's a little bit concerning. I know people aren't as big into batting average, but he was going to be a batting average guy, right? I mean, that's kind of what he was going to be for the Nationals, maybe hitting lead off or somewhere at the bottom of the order and, I don't know if he's not going to be able to do that. It is a little bit concerning. Now, luckily, it seems like they've hit on Abrams and hopefully they've hit on Gore and obviously James Wood. So it doesn't end up being that big of a deal that you lose out on hassle. But it still stinks when you acquire five guys that you think can really help you. And so far, we'll see on Susana. You know, he can, I think, still be a dominant closer. I don't see him necessarily being a starter, but. You know, we've talked about it before. It seemed like the safest guy was Hassel, and now <laughs> who knows? Maybe he ends up being the guy that just doesn't pan out.